Clappy New Year, friends. Lyle here, your gingerbread house-destroying, sidewalk ice-slipping, and hot cider-sipping host of the One Clap Speech and Debate podcast. Things may feel less and less like winter lately, and the holidays are probably well in our taillights, but still I come once again bearing gifts. Welcome to a long winter's clap, 12 days of speech and debate event overviews. For these episodes, One Clap will be delivering event overviews and resources that I hope will be helpful for novice judges, coaches, or competitors. What are these episodes? Well, for each episode, I will provide a quick overview of the chosen event, a couple of sweet or spicy tips for each event from expert coaches or competitors, and links to helpful resources to help you rock your performance. These overviews are not meant to be comprehensive, but should hopefully help give you some information on each event and then provide resources for an independent deep dive for listeners who'd like to go that direction. So settle in for a helpful event overview gift for your speech loving ears from One Clap Speech and Debate. Today, extemporaneous speaking. Extemporaneous speaking, also known as extemp, is an individual event in which a competitor draws three current domestic or international topics, chooses one topic from these three drawn topics, and prepares for 30 minutes, then presents an evidence-supported, logical, and engaging speech five to seven minutes in length. Here's a description straight from the NSDA Competition Guide. Extemporaneous speaking, typically called extemp, is a speech on current events with limited preparation time. A student's understanding of important political, economic, and cultural issues is assessed along with critical thinking and analytical skills. Students have a lot to do in 30 minutes. They must select a question, review research, outline arguments with supporting materials, and practice at least part of the speech before time expires. Many tournaments prohibit the consultation of these notes during the speech, in which case speech structure and evidence need to be memorized during prep time as well. Extempers, they like to live on the edge a little bit. They go into extemp draw and find out their topic and then rush to research, write, and memorize a speech that will wow judges in a round, all in 30 minutes. Full confession, extemp is probably my favorite event. I love what it does for student competitors. Excellent extempers need to be keeping up with current events, both domestic and international. They need to be masters of organizational writing and speaking. They need to be able to quickly and efficiently research all sorts of topics. They need to be able to connect with judges using ethos, pathos, and logos. Essentially, extempers have to do all the things that I, as an English teacher, am trying to help my students learn along the way in the classroom. I have some great tips from two extremely talented performers today. First, Yu Yu Yuan, Cheyenne East senior debater and speaker of both Wyoming and national distinction, has five super smart hacks for extemporaneous debaters. Then, Jean-Luc Wilson, accomplished Hot Springs County High School debater, competitor, and all-around great guy, will share his six key things to keep in mind for an extemporaneous speech. Hello everyone, my name is Yu Yu Yuan and I'm a senior at East High School. Today, I'll be sharing with you some tips and tricks I have for approaching extemporaneous speaking, otherwise known as extemp. My first tip for you all is to read and or listen to the news. For me, I prefer listening to the news because my schedule doesn't really allow me to sit down and read through every single article that's out there. However, that isn't to say that you shouldn't read. I find that reading the news is best when I need to brush up on a specific topic or if I need to know more about a previous extemp question that I was not prepared for. 
But on a day-to-day basis, I will open up Spotify and listen to the global news podcast by BBC News to catch up on international events, or I'll listen to a New York Times podcast or NPR podcast to catch up on national events. This is extremely helpful since they'll usually list the majority of what's going on currently, either internationally or nationally. Some of them even go more in-depth on certain topics. For example, NPR posted a lot about the elections and going in-depth about what's happening there and why it's so significant. Especially now, when we know the questions that tournaments are going to ask, it's crucial that you read or listen to what the questions are referring to and all the events that they have. The second tip I have for you is to figure out your extemporaneous speaking style. There are a thousand and one ways to approach an extemp question. For me, I'll always do kind of the same thing. I'll do a very structured introduction of starting with an attention-getting device, then transitioning into some background about the situation my questioner is referring to and citing a source, before stating the question, and finally, coming to a conclusion and previewing the three points that I have to support the claim. I will structure my three points a little differently, depending on the question. For example, on open-ended questions, I'll structure my three points as being one about the history of the situation or how we got to the position we are in in the first place. Then I'll go into what's currently happening before finally concluding with what this means for the future and giving some sort of impact to the scenario that I'm discussing. For closed-ended questions, I'll have all three points be reasons to why the conclusion I came to is true. Now, these are only suggestions. Every extemper is different, and you should figure out what works best for you. Not just copying a successful extemper, but really something that helps you shine and something that makes you unique. The third tip I have is to develop a memorization strategy. Memorizing both the content of your speech and the source is a lot of work if you don't have some sort of strategy of doing so. I have a very bad strategy when it comes to it, but it works for me. Since I keep up with the news a lot, I usually know the content of my speech really well. So I spend some of my time, maybe around five to ten minutes of my time, listing my sources in order out loud so my brain can wrap around them and memorize both the source that I got it from and the date that source, that publication, that news article was published. But whatever strategy you develop will help you out in emergency situations. And when I talk about emergency situations, I'm referring to when you have your prep time cut, or whether you needed just a little extra time finding more sources to support your position. Again, not every question is going to have a multitude of literature on it. So if you need just a little bit more time finding out more sources to support your claim, then it's going to cut a little bit into your prep time. But if you have an or if you have a memorization strategy, it helps you map out and use your prep time more efficiently. My fourth tip for you is to exude confidence when you speak. This is helpful in situations where you know what you're talking about, and especially helpful in situations where you don't really know what you're talking about. Confidence comes with practice, of course, but once you get the hang of it, sounding confident in what you're saying tells the judge that you are a credible source to gain information from, when in reality, you might have 
no idea what you're talking about. Now, this isn't saying you should make up all of the facts if you don't know what's going on. It's just saying you should sound confident in your stance. Last tip I have for you is to simply have fun. There can be a lot of pressure when you can only have 30 minutes to prepare a speech on a topic you don't really know. But having fun when delivering your speech is what matters most. I find that the rounds I have the most fun in are the ones I do the best in. So when in doubt, have fun with it. It doesn't always have to be 100% serious all of the time. Crack some jokes. Add your flair. Really, whatever you want. After all, it is your speech. Thank you so much for listening to these tips and tricks, and I hope that they help you out in your extemp journey. Hello, I am Jean-Luc Wilson from Hot Springs County High School, and I have a list of six of the best things to keep in mind for an extemp speech. So first, you're going to have to do it you need with your prep time. You don't need to stick to an exact structure every time you use prep. Just be sure to leave yourself enough time to do all the things you want, such as practice. Don't be afraid to use a couple of extra minutes than you normally would to find good content. That's the most important part of the speech, uh, but just be sure to leave yourself enough time to practice at the end. But you don't have to use the exact same amount of prep time for every single speech, because every speech is going to be a little different. The second thing is going to be only practicing the important bits. So if you find yourself a little strapped for time, just make sure that you're practicing what is important, like the attention getter and the quotes or your transitions. The rest of it can be filled in naturally through your speaking, but those pieces are super important to have practiced and memorized. So make sure you have those in your mind so that you're not trying to blank on those when you get to the speech itself. And the the third major thing is going to be using a good attention getter. After a judge has watched six different extemp speeches, they're not going to remember every little detail for the ranking. They will, however, remember a really good attention getter used at the beginning and the end of the speech. Try to use something relatable to the judge, like a TV show, a song, or a personal story that can relate to your topic. Make sure that you flow that attention getter into the topic, and always make sure you reference it at the end of your speech, if not throughout the entire speech as a whole. The fourth thing is not apologizing for your stumbles. Everyone gets off a little bit, but many judges won't notice it if you don't tell them. It is much better to just try and move on. If you're stumbling a lot, it may mean you need to slow your pace down a little bit. Take a small breath and continue from where you left off, with a little more focus. These stumbles will become less frequent over time, but they will never go away completely, so make sure you know how to deal with them when they occur. The fifth thing is being knowledgeable of the world. The best thing you can do to prepare yourself for extem speeches is having a small level of knowledge about your topic before you even get into the round. Go over the NSDA list of practice extem topics and do a little bit of research so that you know what's going on with that topic when you draw them or the topics similar to them. You can just find the quotes you need for your speech and you already know exactly what's going on. This is very useful and will help you not only with extem but with being knowledgeable of the world around you. And finally, the last thing is going to be making sure that you answer the question. Make sure that your body points are to prove your, uh, your answer to the question. Your background should always go into the introduction of your speech, and the body should be dedicated to constructing an argument about the topic that answers the question that was given to you. There's a reason that extent speeches are formatted like questions, and it's so that you can answer them and use your speech to answer them the best you can.
So those are the six things I would recommend to keep in mind for an extent speech. Making sure you do what you need with your prep time. You're in practicing the most important parts the most. You're using a good attention getter. You're not apologizing for your stumbles. You're being knowledgeable of the world around you. And you're answering the question at the center of your speech. Thanks very much to Yuyu and Jean-Luc for the gift of this extemporaneous speaking wisdom for competitors. Somehow, I don't really have an episode of One Clap that keys in on extemp speaking just yet. I'm sure I will soon, but for now, I'll go ahead and link to other helpful resources for extemporaneous speaking on OneClapSpeechAndDebate.com. I'll also link to Yuyu and Jean-Luc's previous episodes on One Clap. If you have or know of more resources for students, coaches, or judges, please reach out to me and let me know. I'll link to these resources on the website as well. If you have an idea or a request for One Clap Speech and Debate, shoot me an email at lylewiley at gmail.com or reach out on the One Clap Speech and Debate podcast website or social media linked in the show notes. This year, maybe consider supporting One Clap Speech and Debate by checking out our Patreon page. You can partner with me on this journey for as little as $1 a month and stop patronage at any time. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the One Clap podcast wherever you listen. Watch for new episodes of One Clap, Rock On Debate, Coach Connection, and Speech Love. Thank you for listening. Best of luck to everyone out there competing at tournaments. And again, Happy New Year from One Clap. Happy Holidays from One Clap Speech and Debate.